1: And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Rob, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found, and of course, taped live at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. This Saturday, we're going to be doing AEW full gear live reactions over at the Twitch with the Church of Friendos minus Larson, who's going off to go see Mickey Mouse. Whoa! Is that Owl's voices? That's what it is. Yeah, that's voice a decent is, right? effort. Yeah, a good try. Whoa, well, Larson! It's been a long time since so I've seen you. I always preferred
2: uh, the sound Goofy makes when he falls.
1: <laughs> that sounds like a, a sound from Mario Kart. Isn't that like Mario goofy when he gets though. hit with a with like a blue shell? I mean, that's not too dissimilar, but that's definitely Goofy falling. Yeah, speaking of goofiness, we're gonna talk about NXT 2.0 in just a little bit because we've got war games apparently now without any justification for it. Um, we're going to talk about that. Uh, but first, man, oh man, WWE up to their shenanigans again, Larson. Oh boy. So, um <sighs> This was kind of interesting Fightful Select which I mean I'll be honest this article alone justifies the price of a subscription over a Fightful Select.
0: Yeah.
2: It really
1: yeah. does. You should go subscribe to Fightful Select. They had an interesting story about up up down down. So for those of you who follow up up down down, you may have noticed that they haven't uploaded any new content for a while. I think I checked this morning it was like I want to say a couple of weeks ago that they uploaded something. Uh, so uh, Fightful is reporting that it's because. It's not because they're off on tour or they got the rebrand or, or Xavier Woods is a king now, no. It's because content creators for the channel are holding out in solidarity with Xavier Woods because Woods is stuck in a deal where he has apparently made, get this, little to no additional money from the channel despite working to grow the channel to the point that it now has over 2 million subs. So you might ask yourself, "Well, wait a second. This guy's putting in all this extra work here. And regardless of what you think, doing a video game channel is still plenty of work, even though it looks like a lot of fun. Uh, Why wouldn't he be seeing any additional money from his efforts? According to Fightful, all the money he could be making from it is applied to his downside guarantee and Woods is now holding out from creating content on the channel in hopes of landing a better deal, which seemingly would be any amount of money. What the
2: fuck? Well put, Steve. Well put. I mean, this is reading this. I'm flabbergasted, but not surprised. This seems to be right in line with how WWE conducts business. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a bummer. Yeah. Um, but it's it's it still blows my mind. that I know WB owns the channel. Mm-hmm. I know that. Um, I think they have from its inception. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that he has put in the effort to uh, grow the channel from nothing mm-hmm. to two million subs. Remember when we met him at that uh, uh that uh, uh WB two K event? It was mm-hmm. around the time he was getting the the ball rolling right up, up that, downtown. Yeah. yeah. And he was he was going to everybody there. He was like, "Okay, I want to do a video with all of you." Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. he was all about collaboration. Mm-hmm. He was all about getting the channel off the ground. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, didn't have time to do videos with everybody. But he was he was there with the mindset of I need to do this to grow the channel. Mm-hmm, yeah, you know, and that has been seemingly his mindset since the inception of this channel. Yeah, it's to great. grow it, and he's done a hell of a job growing this channel.
1: Oh yeah, big time Big, big th- community over there. Yeah,
2: and to think that he has not seen much financially from all his efforts it frankly it's 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 bullshit it's absolute bullshit yeah, it and is. hopefully he, he he's able to hold out get something mm-hmm. for all the effort he's put into this channel um and uh and 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 i doubt he'll be able to recoup any of the money that he didn't get in the past but hopefully mm-hmm. he is well rewarded in the future for his efforts on up up down down because he deserves every single cent it's it's to uh,
1: to his benefit he he need number one. He needs to be paid for this. He really does. Like this is it's ridiculous that somebody put in extra work, build up a thriving social media um, uh, uh, outlet, uh, distribution channel for additional content, and then and then they're just like, oh, we're paying you anyways. It's like, well, wait a second, uh, friggin', uh, you know, no no offense to Apollo Cruz, but Apollo Cruz isn't out there building a YouTube channel. Uh, you know, Cesaro, well, he's helping with Up, Up, Down, Down, but he's he's a guest. You know, Seamus has his own thing. I don't know. I'm assuming Seamus owns this, the Celtic Warrior workout. And oh, who knows know, yes. if he's even able to do that anymore? I don't know. But but again, you don't wanna, know. I don't, I don't know. What kind, I, don't, I don't know about the deals that he yeah, has. A it's a situation where anything you create under contract with them belongs to them. I don't know. Yeah. It is, he has spoken about, uh, you know, the desire to, um, have something available for him, an outlet available for him to make money after he decides to leave. He's been wrestling for a really long time now. Mm-hmm. And as we have seen in the past with multiple acts, you can migrate your crowd with mm-hmm. relative ease these days. So worst case scenario, if he if you were like, you know what, screw this. If he were ever to leave WWE, he would have that audience ready for him right there. He could probably, you know, migrate at least a million subscribers over to a new venture if he wanted to. Um, That being said, in the meantime, like he, he should not be doing this for exposure for shit's sake. Um, One thing that Fightful Select did also note is that his situation with up, up, down, down, I mean, it, it does, does not seem to be, uh, uh, hurting his booking lately. I mean, he won King of the Ring. He's in a feud with Roman mm-hmm. Reigns right now. I mean, I know it's a Bloodline New Day thing, but yeah, still, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, a focal yeah, point of it. Yeah, and Fightful is clear to mention. There's, like, no heat. There's um, no heat on him for this. Woods for this, yeah. Um, You know, I, I wonder if that's because, you know, Vince hears about this, like, what, video games? Who cares, you know? So, you know, if he doesn't want to do it. I mean, one thing that you and I were sort of concerned about back during the Twitch stuff was the idea that uh WWE could find some way in the contracts to say oh you started your Twitch channel now we own it and you're required to do it and that doesn't mm-hmm. seem to be the case because he's like well, okay, I'm just not going to do it you know I'm just mm-hmm. I'm not going to be you know putting all this time and effort into it um when it's just making the 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 company money and not me and on top of that he's got a deal obviously like you know, he sets up something like DeParty with Cesaro, Breeze, and Cole, and then Cole leaves, and it's like, oh, that was a major part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I, this is, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous for them to claim time and time again, every single quarter, better than expected profits, better than expected profits, record profits, record profits, and then not pay it back to the people who are literally. Yeah. You know, putting their bodies on the line for you, or in this case, putting countless hours and effort into creating content to build a positive community for the WWE. Yep. You know, it all centers around that talent. It's a it's it's asinine. And uh, that kind of that kind of stuff is just it's it's so it's so classless and tacky.
2: It is. It is. It's infuriating. Probably illegal
1: so, in some way, shape, or form too. I mean could be. he's an independent could contractor be. and what he's being contracted to do is professionally wrestle, then what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You should uh, I mean you'd think
2: a separate contract for his uh his uh, uh YouTube endeavors would be yeah. a reasonable uh assumption. hmm Yeah. Yep. We'll see. Hopefully, hopefully uh, uh, this, this leads to Xavier Woods getting a, a better deal for himself because yeah. he said he deserves it. He absolutely deserves it.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
3: The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List. Is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A N G I, or download the app today.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your job's projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well,
2: Uh, let's talk about Rick Steiner. We haven't seen him in, in, in the world of wrestling for a while, but apparently he almost did at Halloween havoc. So Tommaso Ciampa, uh, had an interview with talk sport recently, uh, and let it be known that Braun breakers, dad, Rick Steiner was supposed to make an appearance at Halloween havoc. And then he did this, is what Ciampa said, quote, so he was meant to be Halloween havoc. He pulled out last minute, maybe because I retain, but I won't say that's why, uh, Chomp apparently laughed at this point. Um, Says, I would love to be friends with him. I said to Braun, I don't want to meet your dad. I want him to be my buddy. I want us to exchange numbers whenever Rick Steiner does. (laughs) He's probably not a big phone guy. I don't know. But I just want to be friends with him.
1: This sounds a little bit trolly, doesn't it? Like Rick (laughs) Rick Steiner is supposed to be there for his son's big crowning moment. Then maybe he found out. Oh, what? Your plans changed? Pfft. I don't the no dog face gremlin for you. Yeah, nope. HBK. Um, yeah, that's that man. I really, I really just wish that they would have baked in this story for Braun Breaker, where you know he felt that hey, I got outclassed, but I just feel like identity wise, I'm, I'm being held back by this silly name. I'm Rex Steiner or whatever they're I gonna know. call him. Um, that'd be great, and then and yeah, it justifies his dad being there uh that'd be really cool i i was i was disappointed on the nxt last week's nxt after halloween havoc that he didn't follow through with that because i feel like that would have been a he had that promo i felt like that would have been a great time mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. that but evidently i'm obviously they're not watching this and saying oh wow great idea steve let's go ahead and do that it's
2: no i don't I don't think they're watching this show or they're implementing any of the ideas that we've, we've pitched for nxt <laughs>
1: You're right although on last night's NXT, I did see some ideas uh, that the enforcer had come up with as we were doing a watch along over at MFC oh, really? here on the Twitch, and he was like, "What the hell is this?" They're still in my ideas now. I forget maybe if he's here, he can remind me. I forget what they were, but there was like two times he was like, "What the hell?" That was one of my ideas, and they just wow. stole it from me. Wow! But uh, but yeah, NXT 2.0 was last night. It another happened, that's for sure. Another stellar episode of NXT 2.0.
2: Well, I, I mean nah, High I was, praise. Yeah, high well, praise. It was no, it. it it happened. You know, the the issue with like uh NXT 2.0 is is like per, for the most part relatively enjoyable, relatively. I don't mind it. It goes down easy you know it's there yeah it's there yeah sometimes there's good matches Mm -hmm. i just don't i feel like it's a show where i cannot watch for three weeks and check it out again and i won't really miss anything Mm -hmm. yeah you know it's Mm -hmm. like none of the stories are so important to the matches happening that you really have to pay attention on a weekly basis Mm -hmm. i don't know it's like easy listening music to me you know it's like it's there it's the background i can you know, I, I, I could be into it for the moment, but if I don't listen to it for months at a time, I don't really feel like I miss it.
1: Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. Um, I mean, I don't know if it would tank our viewership, but I wonder if people would be more interested if we brought back going in raw views on a weekly basis as opposed to covering NXT 2.0, because it's like, it's honestly, it's like, and this is this is not to dog impact. I enjoy impact. I yep. do. I don't watch it on I a weekly too. basis. We watch it on a monthly basis on, on the pay-per-view basis. We keep up with it on that. It's a mm-hmm. lot of fun to watch it together. That's why I started doing the 2.0 watch alongs over at my Twitch channel with the enforcer, because generally speaking, even if it's bad, it's more fun to watch it with people. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I feel about wrestling. I'm I, don't bore me. If you give me something bad like NXT 2.0 sometimes is, if you give me something good like NXT 2.0 sometimes is. Yeah. I'll be interested in it regardless because I can either talk shit or I can talk about how good it is. Just don't bore me. That's yes. what I don't want. And Agreed. I I'll be honest with you, I feel like towards the end NXT 1.0 did kind of bore me. You know? Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah. another match is going to be 25 minutes. It's going to be a really good one, but you know, sometimes you can pace those out a little bit. So at the very least, the thing is like if there's one central problem with NXT 2.0, is just how non-essential it really is. Yeah, and yeah. that sort of you know was Impact to us. It's like Impact is is fun, and they're doing stuff, and they're they're paying wrestlers, and that's awesome, and they yeah. have a lot of good stuff going on over there. But, like, especially now with the deal between them and AEW seemingly on hiatus, or at least Tony Khan has said, until something else comes up, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not the most essential programming if your job is to cover mainstream professional wrestling in North America. Yeah. We keep an eye on it. We keep tabs on it. And I see 2.0. It's like, it's just an experiment that they're that they're doing to maybe develop people and see what, what's happening with all that. I yeah, mean, I, uh,
2: they're, they're still very much in the throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks phase, as oh, yeah. evidenced by that Grizzled Young
1: Veterans segment, which I have no idea how that ever made it to TV. I It, it was the most unprofessionally no produced thing I've ever seen, yeah.
2: Well, not just that, but it's like they've developed their characters for a bit where, I, I don't know, I feel like of all the people in NXT, I know who they are. You know? Yeah. And it was established and it was good. Yeah. And and the problem with them is not their characters, is that they're not on TV every week Mm -hmm. or every other week. They don't need to be trying to scam people for free DoorDash or something like that. Mm -hmm. What the hell is that? I mean, I like I like food. Don't get me wrong. I understand why they'd want to eat delicious food. But just of like all the kind of scams to pull and
1: have them be scam artists doesn't make any sense. It's it's this weird thing where You had characters in in sort of 1.0, or in in this case, UK, and then 1.0. And it's like, oh, now we have to adapt because the new thing is have characters. But really, they're just caricatures. You know, it's like, oh, well, we're bad guys. Let's try to let's motivate a story for us to learn how to cheat in the ring. And so let's do this really. And somebody here mentioned. Uh, 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 Griffin of might here in our Twitch chat says the Grizzled Young's uh, veteran segment felt like an attempt at a guy, Richie homage. And that's kind of what it was. Let's do this snappy heist thing where they're going to scam somebody out of DoorDash. But it was so nonsensical and amateurishly conceived, written, and executed that I, I was thoroughly lost. And this thing was only like two and a half minutes long. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is such a cynical attempt to inject these characters with something that they do not need, and that's some angle about them being, you know, con artists. Now, but here's the thing: like the entire
2: motivation behind it is, hey, if we could, if we could fool a person on the street into scamming them out of some free DoorDash, free food, or whatever food service they were using, mm-hmm. um, then we could fool a referee. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not. I haven't seen every match they've had, but I've seen enough to realize that one thing that they don't really need work on mm-hmm. is teamwork. Yeah, right. Cohesive tag team wrestling yeah. and bending the rules to gain an advantage. That's I've yeah. seen enough of their matches to know that they don't have to go out and practice, uh, you know, uh, fooling people by scamming people to get free food mm-hmm. to know how to, to 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 pull the wool over the eyes of a referee. Yeah. I don't need to see that. Yeah. I don't need to see that because yeah. I
1: know they could do that already. It doesn't enhance their characters in any way. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, it's emblematic of the worst of NXT 2.0. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it's a real shame. We got some of the, what, what does make NXT 2.0 um, decent. They got some good talent there. We had a uh, Pete Dunn and Carmelo Hayes in a pretty fun match uh, that should motivate uh, a good feud between yeah, them. That was a really good match. That was a really good match. Uh, they're obviously huge on toxic attraction. Uh, and I, I don't know if maybe uh, <laughs> maybe they have some evidence in the ratings that, like, you know, they're, you know, I mean, there are some obvious reasons why they would be a ratings draw, but maybe they're just go, you know, they're like, hey, this is, we know that this is something that could cause, that can create buzz. Let's go all in on that. Um, because they're all over the show, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of, you know, when, when NXT 2.0 isn't focused, it's a mess. It's, it's an absolute mess. Um, so, and, and that's, I feel like what last night was, there's some stuff that's kind of cool. Like, a uh, uh, solo Sokoa, mm-hmm. he's really cool. I think, I think if anybody's going to take that title off Champa, it's gotta be the bloodline. How awesome would that be if it was Solo that would Sikoa. Cool. I think that'd that be, would be sick. Cool. Um, but then at the same time, you've got, and I know he's a relatively new trainee, but he's Bloodline. <clears throat> um, at the same time, you've got a match with the Creed Brothers and Jacket Time, where the Creed Brothers mm-hmm. damn near dropped Jiro on his head. They're green. They're not ready for TV. I'm sorry. They bore the shit out of me too because all their matches are the exact same thing. They do the, dude, they do the exact same thing. Yeah. A suplex yeah. type move and then they scream. A suplex move and then they scream. It's the same match over and over again.
2: And they've done a terrible job making Diamond Mind interesting. Malcolm Bivens is great.
1: He's, he's great, but great. he can't carry that with his charisma. Like He's got tons of it, but he cannot transfer it to other people and there is zero interesting about Diamond Mind well, no. beyond that.
2: Yeah. I and mean, like if, if it was a situation where, like, hey, Malcolm Bivens has created this team of highly trained fighters who are dominant. And, you know, there's literal odds stacked against you from a, like a wrestling perspective mm-hmm. when you take on a member of the Diamond Mine. That would be interesting because mm-hmm. that's about competition. If they're so great, why do I have to cheat to win every match? Yeah. I'm tired of it. Yeah. It's lazy creative. Yeah. It's like, how am I supposed to sit, look at Diamond Mine and think, okay, they're dominant? They have to cheat to win every match. Yeah, I know. You know, I know. Yeah. And then the jacket time thing, like I like Jiro Kushida's a legend. Like their 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 Tron is fun. You know, yeah, the packaging's fun. The same time, like Kushida, he was the ace of the junior division in New Japan, and maybe he's having a blast doing this. I don't know. <laughs> I just feel like they both deserve better, you know, than a comedy thing. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, they feel they 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 deserve. I'll put it this way: they definitely deserve better than to be jobbed out by a couple of green clowns, you know. Because until they improve, that's to me that's just like okay, they're just being they're just being hot shotted up there in February. They they just got signed in February. Mm-hmm. They got some uh, some a decent probably a decent amateur wrestling uh, background. That's great for them. But like beyond that, I just don't care. They bring nothing to the table but the same match over and over again. And you've got two of the more compelling characters. You got Jiro and you got Kushida. And Jiro might be a comedy wrestler, and Kushida might love doing, like you said, might love doing the comedy stuff. But you don't need to have them be hapless losers as well, yeah. who come up against yeah. a couple of meatheads and who can barely move in the ring. And they and they just then they lose, you know? It's like they do. They deserve better than that. Yeah. They can do they can do they can be packaged the way they're packaged. They can uh, uh do the because I, I think, you know, the the few vignettes, the, the few backstage interviews I've seen with them, you know, Kushida and Jiro have hilarious chemistry. They've got you a do. lot of charisma. They're you obviously do. terrific wrestlers. Yeah, they deserve better than being beat fair and square by the Creed brothers. I mean, well, I know Roderick Strong. I know well, Roderick Strong, yeah. I know, but still, like I don't know. I didn't really get the idea that it was that. I don't know.
2: No, I understand that. I understand that. I, I feel um, like
1: they're they're just getting, they're just there to enhance those guys. That's what until I yeah. see otherwise. That's that's what yeah. I believe. Totally. No, I agree there. I agree there. And then of course, uh, War Games, which this was so interesting because it was announced on the show as NXT, and this is either nitpicking or just being curious about how this stuff works. It was announced on the show that the December event is going to be war ga- nxt war games and it said pay-per-view at the bottom somebody had to literally go me and Enforcer were beside it. we're like why does that say like somebody had to go in there and type pay-per-view but then they were saying it's exclusive on peacock which you know you, okay but then we're thinking yeah. do we have to pay extra on peacock i don't get it it said Oh, okay. White Brownie says the pay per view is for outside of the U.S. That's why they would say that's oh. why they would put that there. Okay. That makes sense. That answers a question that I had. Yes. Yes. That makes sense. But interestingly, though, on the actual broadcast, they did not dub it a takeover. Nope. They just call it NXT War Games. And the logo does not include the word takeover. It does not. On their social media, they are calling it a takeover. Hmm. So, right hand, yeah, left hand, probably. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, maybe they just assumed. Uh, uh oh, uh, Fudgy says I heard an ad for Peacock and they mentioned uh, get all the WWE pay per views. Okay, so they're so they're calling the pay per view. Okay, that's cool. I'm not bitching about it. I was just I thought it was curious. Um, War Games is uh, it's a lot to live up to. Um, yeah. Stripping it from the Takeover name is one thing, but you know the the sort of the more popular Takeover is War Games, and you know one for a brutal match that you kind of want to see veterans in how do you see like best speculation given that we're less than a month away from this thing and no motivation exists for yeah. it to be in war games because typically it's oh undisputed era are coming up against you know a couple of a bunch of faces yeah they're going to face off in war games how are they going to do this what's this what's this deal
2: i mean honestly your guess is as good as mine i mean it, it you would suspect and and old zero star here in chat has it how I think it's going to go it's going to be 1.0 versus 2.0 yeah I can see that you know you're going to have we talked about in the in our, in our pre-show here uh, champa gargano loomis and then pete dunn because mm-hmm. he got you got gargano loomis and dunn kind of all involved in north American title scene and then obviously uh, champa champion still having a thing with braun breaker because he cut a promo on uh, last night yeah and so team 2.0 would be braun it would be uh, Carmelo Hayes, Trick Williams, and then as far as the fourth member of Team NXT 2.0, um, I would hope that it would be someone with some experience,
1: like a Joe Gacy.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I, I agree. You don't want too many people in there that are were just signed in February. Mm-hmm. They nobody really should be. I mean, if you want to send Champa up there with Carmelo Hayes to do like a top of the cage spot or off the wall cage spot fine but i don't have high expectations maybe they'll maybe they'll exceed expectations maybe you have hbk booking this match producing this match saying okay here's what we're gonna do we're gonna keep it pretty simple but we're also gonna do some cool shit um and maybe it'll be maybe it'll be a blast you can have a compelling interesting match and tell
2: an interesting story without having to have anybody Go to the top of the cage I know mm-hmm. that's the expectation That's been set based on prior war games mm-hmm. But I think considering now Where NXT is mm-hmm. I don't need To see it Because yeah. it's going to make me anxious and feel uncomfortable Until that spot is over mm-hmm, yeah. you know, I mean I feel that way when Adam Cole and Champa, Oh yeah for two, sure Two guys with a ton of experience yeah. Are up there doing it But if it's a, a couple wrestlers who have never been in
1: that position before and anything close to it. Mm-hmm. Ugh! just don't put the Creed brothers in it. Don't yeah, put Electra I Lopez will, in I will it either because she almost turn
2: away <laughs> or close my eyes. I will will not be able to watch.
1: Yeah, cuz she had a she had a nasty looking finisher last night. It looked it looked like it almost went really bad. Yeah. Um So, yeah, let's go ahead and dive into it. Uh, no Steve notes for this one because I was just watching and I was like, oh. it's, it's NXT. I'm just going to look at Larson's notes. Uh, so it kicked it's off. confusing mess that they are. Huh? <laughs> well, you know, it's it's like learning a new language. Toxic Attraction and uh, versus Io Shirai, Casey Catanzaro, Caden Carter, of course, motivated by last week's shenanigans, uh, kicked off. Uh, tonight it was also it was announced – sort of uh, officially on TV. Zoe Stark says, hey, I busted, uh, I think it was an ACL.
2: She tore his, her ACL and her
1: meniscus. Yeah, and menis- she, she and already had
2: sur- surgery. Uh, Do you notice that Casey and Caden had uh, new music and their, their entrance is through the crowd now?
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, there you go. Mixing up. It's it's shocking that they never won those tags. They really. They're, they're, this there's is like the
2: th- third re- like kind of repackage they've had. Remember they were like team TikTok for a
1: while. Yeah. They're Maybe just they going to be fed to talk. I was actually kind of shocked at the outcome of this match. I know they love Toxic Attraction, but EO's not going to get that title off Mandy, and Casey and Caden are not going to get those tag titles off Toxic. So give him this win. This was kind of weird to me. Think so? Yeah. You think so? But no, it didn't happen. It didn't
2: happen. So uh, EO hits a moonsault on Mandy, and then JC and Gigi run in to break up that pin. Casey and Caden toss them out of the ring. EO's looking to tag out Mandy pulls her back to her corner. Gigi's in. She goes for a senton on misses. Uh EO gets the tag to Caden Carter. She goes on a run. She goes to the top rope. JC gets on the apron to distract her. And then Eo and Casey can't zero come over and take out JC and Mandy. Uh this allows Gigi to kind of fling Carter off the top rope and then hit her finish to get the win.
1: I do love that Gigi Dolan finish. It is a beautiful looking move. It is. It's it is really it's cool. pretty neat. It's pretty neat. Uh after that we had a Pete Dunn interview. He says, if Tony D'Angelo wants to make a name for himself, he knows where to find me if he wants to go face-to-face with the baddest man in NXT. So Mello and Trick step in. Trick calls him a bum. He, says, he calls his mom a bobblehead. Trick was going off. He says, yeah. dad's a bootlicker, uh, and uh, they, they can fight. And Pete Dunne's confused, like, I don't know what you just said. And uh, Hayes says, maybe he'll understand the A-champ a bit better. He says, what part didn't you get? Part where he says, I don't care what you think of the part where I said, kiss my ass. And Dunn said, maybe the part where I break your fingers tonight. So that set up a match between the current North yep. American champion and, and Peter Dune.
2: Yeah, and we cut back into the arena, and then Toxic Attraction are just kind of standing Still around. Lingering ramp,
1: about, lingering. Just about.
2: kind of standing there while Kaylee Ray makes her entrance. Yeah. Before her match against Saray, we go to an MSK video package. Apparently, they've been walking forever. They come upon their destination, or so they thought. Instead, mm-hmm. the person they are looking for has moved. Mm hmm. To, was it Ridge Valley Drive? Something like that? Ridge Valley Drive. And so Wesley gets on his phone and says, we're not walking because this place is 420 miles away. They have to fly to get there. So we they make agreement. High. We'll go back to our respective homes, change clothes, and meet up at the airport. There you go. Because so, they have to fly now.
1: So what should take uh, probably six hours, we'll get more of next week, a week later.
2: Yeah, I mean, they could drive, but I guess they don't have a car.
1: Either of them have a car? Uh, I think maybe is the idea. You know, just the non-subtle, we have to get high to get there. I guess. Go high to
2: whatever. I mean, like like they didn't drive to this place. They walked. Well, they take the bus. bus. I
1: mean, the assumption, I guess, is they don't have cars. It's funny. Everybody, just for character reasons, everybody in in WWE, they're, they're booked like they're... Like, some are poor. Like, grizzled young veterans. I guess I guess they're not poor. They were just trying to, like, grift Practice people. Their, they're practicing. Yeah. yeah. But, like, you know, Cameron Grimes, I think, was poor <laughs> until, until, it, he until he struck it rich. Market. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, it's always funny. Yeah, I mean, they're just me? referencing that they don't pay. <laughs> they don't pay.
2: Uh, right. Yes. Very well and that yes. Excuse. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's yeah, what I'm getting at. Like, LA, yeah, they, they would he would clown L.A. Knight for not having a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's like are they they're just saying that WWE doesn't pay their guys very well like in AEW it's a big thing it's like hey you got a new contract I'm gonna get you a new car yeah you know or Fuego got himself a new car with like a bottom level AEW contract well Sammy yeah yeah that's right and then Sammy bought him a new one when he got the title yeah yeah because Miro like destroyed it or whatever Yeah, however that worked I don't know anyways after that Kaylee Ray versus Saray this should be a pay-per-view level match right here and it was fine enough but it really, this is one of those matches that I would have loved to have seen in NXT 1.0 because they would have yeah. given it 20 minutes. I know, and Sarai, the finish was really good. The finish was really good, and but Saray should not be enhancement talent. You know, like she should no. be building up her own story. This should be a proper feud. But now she's like on 205 Live. She's never mentioned in any serious way on on regular TV. Mm-hmm. It's a bummer. Sera was one of my favorite things coming out of 1.0.
2: So uh, the finish of this saw uh, uh, Saray, She has Kaylee Ray set up for that drop kick. Hits the ropes. Uh, Kaylee Ray evades that, boots Saray to the floor, and then Kaylee Ray goes down. Hits Gory Bomb on the announce table. Puts Saray back in the ring. Hits another one uh, to get the win. It's
1: a really good finish. Somebody here mentions in chat, uh, Tony D. Of course came to NXT. Mountain Bike Jesus said Tony D came to NXT because that's where the money is. Hey, they're paying me nineteen thousand whole dollars a year. <laughs> uh,
2: after that, we had a Joe Gacy interview. He's asked, Why have a match against Boa? And he says, Everybody goes through changes. We all hide our feelings by putting on a mask. He sees what Boa's going through and uh, his heart goes out to him. He says, It seems like he feels like he needs to hide his true self, Boa, that is. And no one should have to do that. And tonight, through their conflict, Boa can see that he doesn't have to hide. Uh, and he says, When I look at Harland, And I see the shame he carries. Uh, He said he shouldn't have to feel uncomfortable living in his own skin. He tells Harlan that wherever he is, reach out, touch your hand to mine. I want you to know that I'm doing this for us. Yeah,
1: Yeah. I'm not sure what to make of this, if it's just gibberish or if it's going somewhere.
2: I don't know. I don't know. If the rest of NXT 2.0 is any indication, it could just be the former
1: think you might be on to something there after that we had a Braun breaker video package you see my new t-shirt looks like a child made it
2: <laughs> he's talking about wrestling for uh i think the nxt title and the uh most recent united kingdom tour
1: that's right that's right yeah they sent him out on tour there that's pretty cool what do you think maybe he lost because they're like oh yeah Braunbreaker. breaker well, it looked like in that one
2: straight. in one of the clips. I don't know if it was this one or the Champa one that it was Sami Zayn eating the pin in those matches.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sami Zayn back to NXT, Braun Breaker up to SmackDown. Want a new t-shirt by a dog. There you go. Hip hop hip hop hippo here in chat said that. Uh, after that we had uh Boa, the last remaining member of Tien Shaw and the leader of Tien Shaw. Although he seemed to be channeling uh Mei Ying towards the end there. With the lights going all weird and stuff. Well, is he Cause, channeling Tian Shaw? Because wasn't Tian oh, Shaw like the legend thing? That's true. Yeah. That's true. So because like he did the the same move that 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 she did. So he assumed that thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'd be great if they did something where oh, she is still the specter that hovers around, and then she manifests again at some point. Mm-hmm. But. uh, you know whatever they they didn't, they want to protect both these guys so uh boa didn't realize he only had 5 seconds to choke this dude out <laughs> he, he uh what is he he puts the, the the death grip on gacy yeah has him in the ropes ref counts to 5 boa doesn't release i chip. have 5 seconds
2: i have 5 seconds so then we have a jacket time interview this is from last week And basically they said they're going to crush the Creed brothers and they do a transition to now Diamond Mind is watching that interview in their gym. It's like projected on the wall or something. Mm -hmm. And so uh, Bivens says Jacket Time are pretending to be world-class athletes while they're cosplaying. He says uh, Roddy beat Odyssey Jones uh, last week. uh, Like uh, Odyssey owed Roderick money. And he says so the Creed brothers will use that same energy against Jacket Time.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So see how that works out. After that, we had a solo Sokoa interview, but it was immediately interrupted by Grayson Woola and his forever uh, a feud guy, L.A. Knight. Grayson oh, Waller gosh. walks in first. He says he made his debut two weeks ago. Toss him over the top rope, but L.A. Knight uh, calls him solo because he gets no girl, so he's just talking shit about L.A. Knight, trying to spread some gossip. L.A. Knight walks in, yeah. Says if you're going to say something to someone, I'll say it to their face. Everybody knows that, Yeah. He says, uh, Grayson wears jackets four sizes, too large. Solo could stand to put on a pair of shoes. He'll say, everything in your face. And then Solo says, on the streets, we handle our business like men. And then uh, he says, Three, how about this? Three men walk in, one man walks out. And then Knight and Waller just keep on yapping. And uh, they're like, okay, yeah, so we, we got a match now, the, the triple threat match. That was one of the things that Enforced was like, hey, that was my idea. Because he had an idea for NXT to have the triple threat championship. Oh, so. that's actually a really good idea yeah yeah but the problem with that is uh well no we figured that out too because initially the problem was you can't bet channel points or mf stings on that mm-hmm. so uh the what he decided was what if it's champion retains or doesn't retain yeah yeah
2: yeah Anyways. uh so next we had jacket time versus creed brothers and again Diamond Mind need the sheet to win. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Ikkaman Jiro misses an Enziguri, Uh And then Julius Creed takes his jacket off him, uh, sends him towards the ropes. Roderick Strong low bridges Jiro out of the ring, puts him back in. Julius Creed hits Dr. Bomb to get the win. Afterwards, Odyssey Jones hits the ring. And then he and Jacket Time clear out Diamond Mind. Mm. And then next week, they are in the six man tag match. Yep.
1: Uh, After that, we had a Toxic Attraction interview. There's a lot of talking this episode. Looking at the notes here. There's a lot of talking this episode. Uh, JC says uh, they're going to be holding the tag titles for a long time. Mandy says Toxic Attraction is the attraction. And if Kaylee Ray thought her stare down, even though if you go back and watch it, Kaylee Ray barely noticed Mandy Rose. Says if you thought the stare down was going to intimidate them, think again. If she thinks she's next in line, take a number. If she wants a friend, get a dog. And then Uh, Gigi says, uh, no one is next. No one is on the roster. is worthy. And then Raquel, big evil, rolls up on her motorcycle, tells Mandy she'll deal with her later. Keep the title warm for her. And then, yeah, she uh, makes her way
2: on motorcycle into whatever they're calling the CWC now. (laughs) Goes the ring for a promo. He says, well, Mandy is holding uh, my title for me. Uh, I have one thing on my mind. Dakota Kai. Get, get out here so Dakota Kai walks out she's laughing she tells Raquel it felt good to hit her with a shovel uh, and then uh, she's attacked from behind by Cora Jade the referees come out and break that up and then by the time Dakota Kai runs backstage Raquel has walked up to Cora turns her around says I understand you want a piece of Dakota Kai too but she's mine first mm-hmm. they seem to have come to something they seem to have some understanding
1: yes yeah uh, after that, we had probably my favorite part of the episode. And Chase University is legitimately my favorite thing, and I don't care that it's repetitive and does the same thing every time. I still think it's great. He says, today's lesson, mental toughness. It can mean the difference between success and failure. Chase University breeds winners, demands everyone raise their hands. anybody have any hands? Come on, let's – or questions. Raise your hands. Raise your hands, yeah. And uh, he gets a question about the microphone last week, how he chucked it to the ground. And another student answers for Chase because Chase hates this question. He's like, hey, you know, why'd you do that? And uh, and this guy says, you know, he was doomed from the start. Uh, uh, and uh, he says, uh, he, he basically explains it in a way that's de- defending Chase. Yeah. So Chase is like, yeah. And he goes, he yells at the guy who answers the question in the first place. Uh, says, Gabriel doesn't deserve to be in his class. And he, then he looks at the guy who answered it. And uh, he was like, hey that was an excellent answer or something like that. Yeah, I appreciate you or something yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. But I just uh, like when he yells because he always has like a half smile on his face.
2: Yeah, I know. It's pretty good. Uh, after that, we had that horrible, grizzled young veterans video package. So Gibson asks James Drake, are you hungry? Drake says yes. And Gibson says good because that's why we're here. So he opens up the hatchback of their car and he has a whiteboard. And across the top, it says like urban training or something. And there's these little illustrations, you know, saying... You know, like, we're going to do this, 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 and this. And it's all just a scheme to steal people's phones and then use their phones to order food.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
2: it. Yeah. And then they apparently are successful in this really lame scheme. And then Gibson says, if you can distract a stranger, then you can distract a ref. We've already seen countless times of them effectively <sighs> distracting referees.
1: They don't need to do this. I don't get. I don't get it. Here's an idea. Have them wrestle. Yeah, they do that. They did, I think they beat Jacket Time on 205. Like they're able to do these things. I mean, I'm glad they're getting uh TV time. Oh, here we go. White Brownie's got the ratings. Beep, 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 beep ratings. Uh six hundred and three thousand with a point one five. So the demo kind of remains the same. I think it was a .15 last week. Yeah, it's usually between point one three and point one five.
2: Yeah, uh, but in the overall it slipped a little bit. Yeah, they're generally around six hundred thousand. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyways, uh, so uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It it's it's confusing as hell, and on top of that, like the segment, really, I was just flabbergasted with just how amateur hour the actual production was. I was like, this was really poorly done. It was uh-huh. so half-assed. It really was. They're so really much was. better now. They should be on SmackDown.
2: Um, yeah, they should be. They should got called up. Kind of surprised they weren't.
1: I know, me too. A lot of I was surprised by a lot of people. A lot of people though. Cameron Grimes versus Ru Fang was next. He was the big dude who Tony D'Angelo put away a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mid match, uh, Duke Hudson walks out for once, kind of interestingly. Cameron Grimes really pays him no mind. He sort of looks at him and then he just continues on with the match. Yeah. Usually these guys get distracted all the hell. Way too easily. Uh, so, anyways, he gets this a uh, uh, cave in for the win here on Ru Fang. Duke hits the ring and this is just it felt like 10 minutes of talking he tells Grimes last week he came into his poker room and the whole time he wasn't paying attention he was talking to the women at the table and somehow he won but he needs to know was it dumb luck or did he get duped and Grimes laughs it off and asks uh, uh if he won he says Cameron Grimes beat Duke wasn't it so much fun and Duke says it wasn't fun for me I lost a lot of money but it won't happen again never again well, I lose to someone who looks like a troll who lives under the bridge. <clears throat> Calls him a hick. Mm-hmm. And uh, Grimes asks, hey, why are you calling me names? And maybe because I'm hairy, smelly, or grimy, but Cameron Grimes holds it down. Doesn't matter if it's in the ring, at the poker table, or Wall Street. I hold it down. Grimes may like to play dumb sometimes, but last week he played Duke, and Duke is not happy about this. He tells Grimes, no one out-hustles Duke Hudson. Well, hold on. I mean...
2: The word said Duke wasn't happy, but his expression really didn't change a whole lot.
1: <laughs> this is the, stu- this is, it's so dumb. It's, it's so bad.
2: The crowd was what chanting Duke Hudson.
1: And he, he looked nervous and so g- Literally, I think the what chance might be around the same age as Duke Hudson. I'm not sure. He's probably a couple of years older than the what chance by maybe five years, maybe. Right. Yeah, Yeah. Every wrestler knows the what chance. I think maybe he came out there and was like, oh, my God, I've got so much shit to memorize. I have to remember all this stuff that I have to say. And he looked nervous. And this was just, oh, he's 32. Okay. So he was 12 when the What Chance started. Yeah, um, yeah this was a really bad segment. And then it, it, was it concludes with them uh, uh, booking a poker showdown in the middle of the ring next week. This is going to be a bad segment.
2: It is. I can't imagine how that's going to be captivating television. I just can't. I feel like the crowd is dumping all over Duke Hudson now because his character is awful.
1: His I think gimmick he is awful. knows his character is awful. Exactly. He knows the gimmick is terrible. Yeah, I, this it, this is just it's so awful. But it, and it's so it's it is quite main rostery. This is the yeah. kind of shit they would do on main roster. Like, and it's one of the segments that you just be embarrassed to be sitting there watching it if a family mm-hmm. member walks in.
2: Exactly, exactly. I mean, like this. Like I, I mentioned before, that I feel like he mentioned in passing that he liked playing cards, and they're like, "All right, your new character is." his poker guy. Mm. Sort of like, I think maybe Zion Quinn at one point mentioned that he's a decent dancer
1: mm-hmm, and now yeah. he has
2: to dance all the time. Yeah. Anyways, before we get to that particular, uh, uh segment, uh, next we had the triple threat, Grayson Waller versus LA Knight versus solo Sokoa. So early on, this is all about Waller and Knight having their sights more set on each other than solo. Eventually though, they start working together to a degree, but it, it, it ends up becoming about a, 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 ends up being a game of one-upsmanship. Mm-hmm. L.A. Knight hit an elbow drop. Mm-hmm. Uh, Waller says, "Oh, you think that's one? Here, I'll do one." And so they argue about who's going to hit a superplex on Solo. So they decide to hit one together instead. Solo reverses that double power bomb. In the end, uh, Solo ends up getting the win, uh, hitting a splash on L.A. Knight after Night Eight, a rolling stunner from Waller, uh, but Solo got the victory.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah. Solo's pretty great. Uh, after that, we had an Indy Hartwell Persia interview. They're asked what's next. Persia's like, we're so close. Indy says uh, she was touching the titles just like I was touching my man Loomis. And uh, Tony D.A. walks in. Says Loomis and Dunn have been ducking him like his cousin Angelo ducks metal detectors. You know what I'm saying? He says he started to tell Indy that when he's done pummeling Loomis, she'll be back on the market. And then he hands Indy a fish says loomis will get the message and then he greases persia with a couple of bucks and she's like i'll take this and they're like is it is this fish is it alive and i think it's you sleep with the fishes yeah exactly sleep exactly it's dead
2: uh yeah uh we get a quick little bit backstage electro lopez tells zion quinn i hope you're watching we get a champa video package talking about the united kingdom tour he mentions that Braun is growing as competitor every night, but there's nothing anyone in NXT can do to make up for 16 years of experience. Then we had Electra Lopez versus Erica Yan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lopez wins this with something like a blue thunder bomb, but the the landing on that looked rough. Yeah, it did. It did. Uh, Erica landed kind of like on her shoulder, like that. It looked looked like it probably really hurt. So <laughs> Lopez drops a promo, and says what she wants, she gets, and what she wants is Zion Quinn. So. Uh, Quinn runs, comes down to the ring. Uh, Lopez says he turned a lot of heads last week, especially hers. She offers him a spot in Legado. Yes, Steve.
1: So, Electra Lopez was there. Joaquin Wilde was there. Raul Mendoza was there. Noticeably absent was the actual leader of Legado of del Fantasma, Santos Escobar. So, like, were they trying to recruit a new leader? Or is she now the leader? Where is I mean, the he? way I took it was that
2: uh, either she's a new leader or if Santos isn't there, then she is
1: leader. Yeah, she seems to be the number two yes. to his number uh, one.
2: So uh, Quinn says, uh, Lo- Electro Lopez, you're amazing, but I can't get down with Legado. Uh, he tries to leave. Well, Joaquin Wilde says something like, hey, you can't leave us or something like that. Smacks him on the back. So, of course, Zion Quinn takes out both Joaquin Wilde rather Mendoza. Mendoza. Uh, Lopez tries to slap Quinn with one hand. He catches it. She tries to give it the other hand. He catches it and kind of does a little dance move in the yeah. process. Yeah. So then he eventually leaves. Wilde and Mendoza rush back in the ring to go after him and Lopez
1: holds him back. So are they already prepping... 2.0 stars to get to the point in their career where Vince has given up on them. So they just give him a goofy last ditch comedy effort because that's what this is. Zion Quinn. Number one is the best number one. is He's a big dude. Like if you look and I know Raul and, uh, and the other guy, uh, Joaquin, I know they're shorter, but I mean, compared to, to, to them, he is super tall. Mm-hmm. I mean he might be 62, which isn't that tall and they might be short, but still like that in this day and age 62 is a pretty good size for a wrestler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a tall guy. Great looking guy. I mean yeah. this dude looks like an action figure. He looks amazing. He's got tons of confidence. He's doing the the dance stuff, but this just screams guy who's been on main roster, who ha- already had his big push. Maybe he had a mid-card title. He's already worked his way back down because they can't find anything for him. And so they go, Oh, you like dancing? Let's just run with this before we release you. Yeah, That's, pretty much. They're preparing people for year four of their WWE career. Yeah. <laughs> they're already and, doing that. He's yeah. cool, though. I really like Zion Quinn. I hope that he, like, they give him a lot of time in the ring to sort of become an actual wrestler, mm-hmm. not just because mm-hmm. his finisher is terrible. Well, last week he did the. He oh, did he had that Hammer. new finish. Yeah, yeah that he, looked Do the cool. jackhammer. Yeah, he it was the Jack jackhammer. Hammer. That's right. Yeah, that yeah. was cool. Yeah. Um. Because he does. He has lots of natural camera charisma. Mm-hmm. Uh. But he's got uh, a he's got a he's got a great voice too. He's got a really good voice, and I like that. He'll go out there and do goofy stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, but man, they need to book him a little bit more. I mean, I hate saying this. I know it's pro wrestling and shit, but I don't know the dance stuff. Really, is going to be. I know. You know, like it sort of undermines how cool he could be. Exactly. And I don't think they necessarily need to book him more seriously,
2: per se, se. more credibly. You know, you you want him to be seen as a credible competitor in the ring.
1: (laughs) Sando says there's been like 400 dancing gimmicks in WWE and zero have ever gone anywhere. Anywhere of substance, it totally feels like, oh. he's like 18 or 12 eight months away from being released Mm -hmm. and they're trying just throwing shit at the wall for this guy because it's just none of it's working because all of the creative has been crap for him
2: yeah that kind of feels like all of NXT for the the most part Uh, after that we had the announcement that War Games is happening December 5th and then we had a Kyle O'Reilly interview so he's asked about uh, his match with Von Wagner last week where uh, Wagner ate the pin but his foot was on the rope during the pinfall ref didn't see it and Kyle O'Reilly's like That's okay. The ref made a mistake. I've made a lot of mistakes in my career. Speaking of my career right now, there's a lot of uncertainty. Should I stay a singles wrestler? Should I go all in on this tag team with Vaughn Wagner? You know, there's something really special about Vaughn. We're all in on going after those tag titles. So Imperium steps up to Kyle O'Reilly. And then uh, pretty quickly, Vaughn Wagner teleports, has Kyle O'Reilly's back,
1: Imperium back down. Kyle O'Reilly's just putting on that happy face. He's just, hey, whatever you got for me, I'm good to go. Yeah, what? NXT 2.0.
2: I think the most truthful thing he said is, my career is uncertain right my now. My career because- is
1: uncertain. <laughs> He's like,
2: maybe things become a bit more certain when his contract comes up Adam, in a couple
1: months. Adam, how do you like it over there? You like it?
2: It's a lot better than this shit all. <laughs> uh, then we had our main event Pete Dunne versus Carmelo Hayes. This match was tons of fun, it was really good. It's really good. Yeah, no, this was this was great, man.
1: Uh Loomis joined commentary. <laughs> I know it, and trick anything. turns
2: around and just it was just scared scared out of his mind that Lewis just materialized behind he him. He was just was there all of a sudden.
1: It um, was great.
2: Yeah, that so bit where yeah, where Trick tries just to, to slide to the ring and Pete Dunne just stomps on his fingers.
1: <laughs> trick is Trick is really fun. Trick is really fun. He's really good on the mic. He's very confident. If he can put it together in the ring, man, he's going to be wildly entertaining. I really like this pairing of yeah. him and Carmelo. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: in the end, I was actually kind of surprised that Pete Dunn ended up get, get, getting the win. Yeah, me too. I bet a bunch of Steven Larson uh, MF oh, stings wow. on this match, man. Oh, wow. That was So the, well.
2: the finish saw Pete Dunn looking for a bitter end. Carmelo escapes that. He throws Pete Dunn like throat first to the second rope, and Tricks coming over to, to, to hit Pete Dunn. Instead, Loomis makes the save. Hits trick, and then Hayes is distracted by some movement kind of under the apron. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that allows uh, Dunn to hit a bitter end to get the win. And then it's revealed that it's John Gardano under the apron. He gives Loomis thumbs up from across the ring, and Loomis gives him one back.
1: Yep. And that is NXT 2.0. Point... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's go and answer some questions here. Uh, I got a thread up here on the Patreon. Did you know that you can listen to Going In Raw completely ad-free with bonus content? Yesterday, we did 10 things that should totally happen at AEW Full Gear uh, for uh, Friendo Club TV members exclusively. $5 a month at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. That's right. You can import your RSS feed and get the show completely and totally ad-free in the audio realm at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson you want to pay a little bit less, $3 a month gets you the show ad-free without the bonus content at goinginraw.supercast.tech. First up, a small pottle of cream asks, Which NXT 2.0 wrestlers, much like Miro and AEW, make the most out of the time they're given? Zion Quinn. Trick. Trick and Chase Andre Chase. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. mm
2: Mhm. Uh King CDM should Roddy turn on Diamond Mind and go solo with Bivens.
1: It would not matter.
2: They need to fix whatever
1: isn't working with Diamond Mind. The Creed brother, I don't I don't know how you do that. How do you do that? I mean even if even if they were getting legitimate wins on their own without cheating, they're still horribly boring. Yeah. You know, I mean Roderick Strong has never been a very compelling character. Just when he when he was in Undisputed Era doing the comedy when he was stuff. A, when he was a comedic heel, he was actually pretty good. If they let him do that with Bivens, that that'll that'll save it. And let yeah. the Creed brothers show some person. They just need to show some personality. Yeah. That's all they need. Uh, but I don't think that's what they're going for. I mean, hell, if the idea is, oh, we have training camps. We're like, you know, NXT 2.0's version of, of MMA guys. Plenty of MMA guys have lots of personality. I know. Like, Actually, they go a overboard. A yeah. pretty huge personalities, yeah. That's how they make their money as endorsements, because it's like, oh, this person stands out. He's a good fighter. Plus, boom, he's got the personality stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they should focus on personality. Um, Indeed. Well, uh, the wild card. Luis Areza. What former NXT superstars would flourish in NXT 2.0? He says this is a great answer the hype bros. That's like they are totally a two they're 2.0 ahead of their time.
2: Yeah. I know uh uh well he was in, in NXT 1.0 the second time around. Uh Fondanga. Oh,
1: Johnny yeah. Curtis. That's good, yeah. I'll go with uh, Elias. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh
2: go ahead dark dank lucha if msk do end up with rvd in a skit next week the bigger question is will katie Forbes appear
1: i hope so i hope so she's a delight moses apposa says if uh if all the friendo unified championship wrestlers fun wrestling w steve w were available for draft who would do best in nxt 2.0 Hard not to uh, say. It's, uh, it's Butch Bacon. Yeah, it's Butch Bacon. I think it's Butch Bacon, absolutely. Yeah. Uh,
2: Jimmy Thomas, thoughts on Tony Khan and Tony Schiavone name-dropping both Okada and Ishii today? I don't know the context. I don't know uh, what it was in reference to, but
1: that's pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty great. Uh, I think that, uh, you know... They're probably going to do a super show next year. That's my guess. I think 2022, we're going to see like a big super show mm-hmm. between AEW and New Japan. Maybe Impact will get involved in that.
2: Yeah, it's entirely possible. Dang q when Solo gets his NXT title shot, who should
1: be in attendance? It'll likely be his dad. What, his brothers show up? Yeah, they should. Not Roman. He's too big for that. Yeah. But his brothers for sure. Absolutely. Uh, Kieran Hughes. With the rumble coming up, which two shows do you th- which two stars do you think would genuinely get a pop if they came out?
2: Tony D'Angelo,
1: a genuine pop. I'd say Tony D and Braun Breaker. Mm-hmm. I'd say those two. Yeah.
2: Uh, King CDM says Dexter Loomis is treated fairly well, and Tony D'Angelo is treated pretty well as well. Who do you think goes over in this match? Also, is this Tony D'Angelo's first feud? Tony's going over.
1: You think they'd think. have Tony? You think they have Tony beat Dexter Loomis if that match? Yeah, would,
2: yeah, yeah. NXT 2.0 is all about getting the 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 new talent over.
1: I'll push on that. I I honestly don't know. Honestly, okay. don't know. Um, because I think they still really like Dexter Loomis. Yeah. yeah, and but he's never been terribly protected. He's taken no, he's taken losses. Yeah, yeah. I'll just say this. It wouldn't shock me if they let Tony D pick up a win over Dexter Loomis. wouldn't shock me if they didn't. It's going to be an interesting thing to see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Kieran also mentioned the idea of toxic attraction going out of tear in the Women's Rumble. I think that'd be great because Mandy Rose has a lot of history with a lot of those people on main mm-hmm. roster.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Crispy McGrizzle, who is one wrestler from NXT 2.0 that would benefit on AEW. and One AEW wrestler that would benefit... <laughs> An AEW, I don't know. Somebody from darker elevation to put them on cable TV, I guess. Man, I feel like Pete Dunne would be so awesome in AEW. I'd love. I I, man, I would. I'd love to see Pete Dunne in New Japan. Yeah, I think that for me that would be oh amazing. Even more so than AEW, I'd love to see him in Bullet Club. That'd be outstanding. That'd be outstanding. Yeah, that'd be him versus Osprey. Oh my gosh. Oh. Oh, that'd be terrific. That'd be great. <clears throat> uh, great. Hip-Hop Pippo, we'll end on this one. Sola Sakoa could not possibly be even more clearly an Uso. Why can't they just call him an Uso?
2: I mean, maybe they just want him to establish his own identity.
1: I get that. I actually That's... think it's smarter to do that, to be honest with you, because if you're just the other Uso brother, then you're just the other Uso brother you're your own dude. And plus he sort of alludes to like being sort of the, the, the scrappy one of the, of the group. He has to fight for himself. He wasn't seemingly Mm -hmm. embraced by his family. Mm -hmm. He's got a bit of a chip on his shoulder that they're alluding to. I kind of dig that, you know?
2: Yeah. I don't mind. I don't mind that. Uh, Like, I think if you're a second generation wrestler, there's instances where I think using the family name could benefit you, but I also understand the perspective that some have that, Okay well then if you for example if, if Braun Breaker was Rex Steiner Then you have to live up to the legacy Of the Steiner name And you know some some people or the company Might not want him to be saddled with that mm. I understand that perspective but also at the same time If you're doing everything, everything To reference that he's Rick Steiner's son Just give him the last name
1: That I totally agree with Yeah That I totally agree with Yeah Alright anyways that's gonna do it for us thanks everybody for tuning in we appreciate it until next time we'll talk to you later goodbye angie has
0: made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well i absolutely love this because you know if you own a home it can be really hard to maintain it's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small well